Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. Looking for a unique gift to show others you care this Valentine's Day? Facelift Embracing Hope Through Your Heartaches is a gift of love and reminding readers they are not alone. So many have experienced heartbreak and hardships, whether from broken relationships, illnesses, financial strains, even loss of loved ones. But Facelift can help us embrace hope in the midst of our circumstances. And it gets even better when you purchase a copy of Facelift through your local bookstore or even online retailer such as Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, and Amazon. A portion of the proceeds goes to Huntsman Cancer Foundation to help show love to those facing their own courageous fight, as well as to help find a cure. Our goal is to get 600 more copies of this award-winning inspirational and motivational book out in the hands of loved ones by the end of April. So would you consider purchasing a copy or two today? For more information, visit hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the month of love. Now, I'm not married, nor do I date, so this isn't a romantic holiday or season for me, but I absolutely love loving on my kiddos. Now, we usually don't get suckered into going out to eat at the high prices, and I never buy roses or anything like that, but I do enjoy doing something special for my children just to remind them how very much they're loved. One of my favorites was the year I bought them both a star through the National Star Registration, and then I decorated their ceilings and glue in the dark stars and put yellow die-cut stars all over their room, and then that night we went out and looked through a telescope to look for their star. Now, during their elementary school years, I would take them their favorite fast food for lunch at school, and we'd drink out of champagne flutes while lit up hearts adorned the table, and then I'd pick them up later on that day after school with a fun treat and a Mylar Valentine's balloon waiting for them in their seat. Now, to bring you up to speed with where they're at today, my daughter is a junior in high school, and my son is in his last year of middle school. So I have to be a little bit more discreet now in what I do as to not embarrass them, but I do truly consider it pure joy to be able to make my kids feel loved in a way they receive it. Now, I'm curious how many of you celebrate Valentine's Day. Feel free to connect with me over at Facebook at Holly's Highlights or Instagram at Holly Kirby and let me know. What do you do? Here on Holly's Highlights Podcast, we've covered this topic of love before. In Season 2, Episode 3, we talked about Valentine's Day and relationships as we had focus on the family on the show. And then Season 3, Episode 3, we covered the language of love. So learning what your love language is and those around you, what their love language is, how you can best show love to them. And then just last year in Season 4, Episode 3, we had celebrity makeup artist Jaina Marie, who came on the show and talk to us about how to self-love. But one type of love we have not covered yet is that of the good old Bible verse of Mark 12, 31, to love your neighbor. Now, recently I celebrated a birthday and I got to be honest, it didn't even feel like my birthday. (laughs) Our whole family had celebrated at a restaurant the Sunday prior, which was nice. And if you know me, you know that my happy place is simply being among my family. So it was great. But fast forward to the day of my birthday, and I just wasn't feeling too great to start. And then my sister and I were flying out that night for our annual girls trip where we ended up spending over four and a half hours on a plane 
And although I got to tell you, my sister nailed it. She called me the night prior to sing a song to me that my mom used to sing the night prior to our birthdays. And and then as we got to the airport to fly out, she even crowned me with a birthday crown and put a birthday sash around me to wear. I enjoyed it. (laughs) So I truly have no complaints. So please don't hear me wrong. My sweet family texted me and I had about a 100 warm wishes on my social media. So overwhelming and uh, just very appreciative. I'm, I'm truly thankful. But the actual day itself just felt a little off. I think only one person sang to me on my birthday. And this is the first year that I've not had a birthday cake. Now, keep in mind, I did blow out a candle at the restaurant the week prior as it sat on top of the scoop of ice cream that came with our meal, but it just didn't feel like my birthday. Now, again, I think part of that is just as we get older, birthdays change, right? However, they do still need to be celebrated. So I would encourage you to listen to season three, episode two on Holly's highlights regarding three reasons to celebrate your birthday. But then I'm sure another reason is that me and my sister were flying out for the annual girls trip that night. And so our schedules were just off. But when I got home and not just getting home from our girls trip, but really got into that next week uh, after my birthday, it just seemed to be filled with feeling loved. Uh, A sweet friend of mine took me out to lunch. She amazingly does every single year. She's amazing. Her, Her friendship is priceless. And then just this past Sunday, as I was sitting in church worship service, another sweet friend and mentor growing up gave me a hug and a little gift just to show that she cared. And I was elated that she even remembered my birthday. I was shocked. And it got me thinking about these two women in my life who poured into me by their simple and selfless acts for my birthday, even the week after, (laughs) and how they've done so, so consistently for years. To where now when I look at both of these women, I see love. I feel love. And just their presence or even thinking about them just makes me grin ear to ear. So I thought today we take a look at how we can love on those around us. You know, that neighborly love. Now, according to New Oxford American Dictionary, neighbor is defined as a noun as being a person living near or next door to the speaker or person referred to. In this definition, I got to say, we have great neighbors. I love our neighbors where we live. When my mom was diagnosed with uh, cancer, they stepped up and brought meals and helped mow the grass. I live only four houses down from my parents. And when I was recovering from uh, hip surgery just last year, one of my neighbors came over to clean my bathrooms and another neighbor ran down when my entire incision opened up and I was home alone. So talk about a dedicated neighbor. (laughs) And then just as a single woman or single mom overall, I have another neighbor who still is amazing at having my back and taking out my trash cans to the curb when I forget, or another neighbor who's come down to teach me things such as how to cut back trees or whatever it might be. So I am so grateful for our neighbors. In fact, we have a neighbor moving tomorrow. And my daughter and my son and I were just talking tonight how we're going to miss her. So we really do develop close relationships with our neighbors. And I I consider that uh, just an, an honor. I'm so grateful for that. But if we continue on in that definition of neighbor, it is also defined as a person or place in relation to others next to or near. So this could be a coworker or someone at church or school, or even on a sports team for those who are still involved in sports or maybe have kiddos who are. So what does loving these neighbors look like? Well, perhaps sitting with them, uh, you know, coworker on a lunch break. 
or inviting that person at church to sit next to you so they aren't alone, or out for lunch, uh, you know, maybe invite them to go out with you after a Sunday uh, worship service to go out to lunch with you and your family so that you can get to know them more. Or perhaps at school, it's decorating someone's locker on their birthday, or maybe even just the simple act of saving them a seat at lunch so they have a place to belong, or even that display of good sportsmanship on that sports team. As my son does, I'm so proud of him after each game, he tells his fellow goalie, who he splits the halves with, that they uh, work together on that. He'll tell them that they did a great job. And so that encouragement. And yet there's still another part of that definition. That reminds us any person in need of one's help or kindness is our neighbor. Did you get that? Any person. Now, does that create any conviction out there (laughs) by chance? How about that person trying to merge lanes? Are we supposed to treat them as our neighbor? (laughs) Or that man or woman in the grocery store holding up the line with all of their coupons or their questions or needing to go grab one last thing they remembered? Or maybe even that one person sitting next to you on the airplane who thinks they need the armrest and a little bit of your legroom too. That same New Oxford American Dictionary, though, describes love as a noun of having an intense feeling of deep affection, or even a verb of feeling deep affection for someone. It can be challenging, or dare I say uncomfortable, to express love to all persons, can't it? Well, I think it's more understandable or even relatable if we look at Philippians 2.4, when it says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So loving our neighbor by looking out for their well-being. Now that is something we're more apt to buy into, right? So whether an introvert or an extrovert, regardless of your skill set or ability, And yes, even considering your time and your own responsibilities, there are still three areas where I'd encourage us each to embrace today as we seek to develop that affection for others in their well-being as we show love to our neighbors. The first one is to serve. Now, I start with this as it seems to be most everyone's go-to, you know, that all-familiar question of, what can I do? Now, for those of you who have purchased a copy of my book, Facelift, Thank you. But if we take a look in chapter six of Facelift, we see many examples of ways that we can serve others practically. From mowing yards so that they can care for a loved one, providing a meal so it's one less thing on their to-do list, or even uh, putting together a care package, taking someone out for coffee, or giving a meaningful gift, maybe providing transportation to a doctor visit, or even sitting and waiting in that waiting room so that they aren't alone. You know, the list really does go on and on and things that we can do, ways that we can serve our neighbor. And did you know that serving others is actually a good form of stewardship? According to 1 Peter 4.10, it instructs us that each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. But here's the thing. We don't have to do it alone. So gather up that group of neighbors to divvy out who's going to mow each week so that no one gets stuck with the load. Or perhaps sign up for that meal train or other free service that helps notify people of the need and allows for meals to be signed up for or even DoorDash gift cards to be sent. You just don't have to do it all alone. When my mom was ill just shortly before her passing, 
A school group surprised me by coming over and cleaning up my leaves. It was in the fall time, and they had heard about me caring for my mom and just simply wanted to take something off of my plate. I was so deeply touched by this group gathering together and coming over and serving me and my family. Truly humbling. Now, another thing about serving is people don't necessarily even have to know that you're serving them. To this day, I had a friend of mine whose women's group gave me a thoughtful card and a basket filled with items to meet needs when my former husband left years ago. And to this day, I don't know who the women were, but it deeply impacted me. Likewise, every Valentine's Day, my children and I do Secret Cupid. Now, it could be on the day or right around it, where we select someone from each of our paths who we feel could use just a little neighborly love, whether it be a a single parent of one of the kid's friends or a widow or widower from church or a coworker going through a relationship strain or even a family persevering hardships. We'll doorbell ditch with a card and chocolates or just something to let them know that they are seen, they are cared for, and they are loved. As Winston Churchill, the former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, summed it up pretty good when he said, We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. So who can you serve this month? Number two, encourage. Now, I think of Barnabas from the Bible when I think of encouraging others as he was known as the encourager. Now, just as there are many ways to practically serve others in need or just to serve others in general, there are a plethora of ways to encourage our neighbors. Now, of course, through serving others, as we discussed earlier, you can encourage people simply through the act of service, right? But you can also intentionally encourage them through your words, both verbal and written, privately and publicly. Now, I think of a tip that can help here is something I learned from a former leader of mine, Rodney Bullard, who said, never underestimate the importance of each and every conversation. And he truly was a man who lived this out. I remember every time that I was in his presence, I not only felt seen and heard, but I was always amazed at, at for such a, an important man, as I would refer to him as, and very well-respected, uh, a VIP type person, he would always take time to stand, face me, acknowledge me, and have the conversation. It was as if I was the only person around and the top thing on his agenda or schedule for that day. So just the importance of each and every conversation. Now, a few examples of being able to be an encourager to those around us is perhaps you're in the grocery store and you see a mom trying to soothe her crying baby as they wait in line. Well, a simple smile or even added words of, you're a good mom, can change that mama's day. How many times have you been out to eat and the server has introduced themselves? Something so simple, right? Well, when you get that check and go to sign for the bill at the end of your time, write a little personalized note to them on the receipt, thanking them for their service today, or or even letting them know what a great job they did on keeping the drinks filled. Do you have a coworker that you could give a public shout out to, or as I prefer to say, snaps, while at your next staff meeting or in your communication thread? 
Or what about a note you could send with your child to their teacher, you know, thanking them for their efforts, getting your child caught up to speed after a trip taken, or or maybe a note to your own Bible study leader or networking group leader, just simply thanking them for their time that they invest in getting things ready for your group each week. Now, don't feel embarrassed or resistant to write that note or give that encouraging word, you know, speaking up. After all, as founder of Chick-fil-A, S. Truett Cathy said, how do you know if someone needs encouragement? It's if they're breathing. So who can you encourage this week? And then number three, pray. Now, if you're new to Holly's Highlights podcast, you will get used to this. And if you're not new, you have heard me say a thousand times, I fully believe in what James 5.16 tells us in the Bible, that prayer is powerful and effective. And for those of you who who feel that you don't have time to serve or the right words of what to say to encourage, or perhaps just feel uncomfortable with either of those, well, you can pray. And the beauty of prayer is you can pray on your own or with others. You can pray out loud or quietly in your head, at home or in your car, at work, while sitting in a waiting room, riding the subway, you name it. And when people might not be receptive of you serving them or even encouraging them, nothing has to stop you from praying for them. So whether you ask them how you may be praying for them, or you actually pray with them, or they even know you're doing so, the point is that you're taking time to go before the throne of God on their behalf. Sometimes depending on the person, that's easier said than done, but it's truly one powerful way to love your neighbor. Not sure what to say or how to pray? It's okay. Remember, you don't even have to know what the other person's need is or what's going on in their life or or whatever you need to lift up in prayer, because according to Romans 8.26, that's when the Holy Spirit can intercede for us. Writer Crystal Burns so boldly claims when talking about prayer that it is the purest form of love you can give to somebody. So, Who can you pray for today? Now, perhaps you're on the receiving end of someone loving you, their neighbor, and it's a struggle to accept. Whether it be due to pride or guilt, shame, embarrassment, you name it, being served can be a challenge in itself. Might I encourage you with something a former leader of mine once told me, don't rob someone of the joy of serving you. I have to remind myself of that any and every time someone does something nice for me. A simple thank you will suffice. As we attempt to work on showing this love to our neighbors this month, and even ongoing, there are some resources that we can use to grow in this opportunity. One would be the love language test. Now, you've heard me talk about this before, but this really helps you identify how you best receive love, as well as how you tend to show love to others. And it can just be useful in building healthy relationships. Now, we dive deeper into love languages here on Holly's Highlights in Season 3, Episode 3, so I'd encourage you to give that a listen. Another resource are books. So Facelift, Embracing Hope Through Your Heartaches by Holly Kirby uh, can help with that. Now, keep in mind when purchasing Facelift, a portion of the proceeds goes to Huntsman Cancer Foundation to love on those who are fighting cancer. So thank you. Another book is The Generosity Factor by Ken Blanchard and S. Truett Cathy. And another one is Heroes Wanted by Rodney Bullard. All of those would be great books to look at for this topic. 
You can even sign up for memberships, such as the free website called Meal Train. This is a great way to set up meals for someone in need, or again, just someone you want to love on. And people can sign up for a day and it provides the recipient's address and preferences and allergies and all that stuff to just help make it super simple for everyone involved. And then, of course, there's downloading apps such as GroupMe. This is a great one to help communicate with others. So I've used this before for our neighborhood, and it helps us communicate and just being aware of anything that the neighbors might be going through so that we can love on them and show support to them how we may, but also so that we can have each other's backs and just keeping eye and communicating any concerns or even just simple invites to fun stuff, you know, things that we have going on as neighbors. Then there's apps like Deeds or Point, which help link you with volunteer opportunities in your areas. So what I think is really cool, though, is is Be My Eyes app, I think is what it's called. It's it's where you can actually help the visually impaired find something. So whether it be something in their own home or directions how to get somewhere, then our own church uses Church Center app. I think that's what it's called. (laughs) And this allows us to all communicate uh, volunteer opportunities to even notifications about those meal trains that I talked about that people have set up for others. So as the saying goes, there's an app for that. So perhaps explore your app section to see what tools and resources might meet your needs in being able to get involved in loving on others. Now, loving our neighbor is an investment of time, of talent, at times of financial cost, but might we be encouraged and inspired ourselves by the wise words once spoken by pet and civil rights activist Maya Angelou, when she said, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Happy Valentine's, my friends. May you love your neighbor and live loved. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.